Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, a podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes, I forgot what it's about, about jokes I can't get to work. It's producer Joel, good job he's here, because if I'd have forgotten what the podcast is, I'd been stuck. I mean, I did remember, I'm, but over I'm to you, here. Joel. Hello, yeah. Mark. What's it, what is this, Joel? Um, it's a podcast about jokes, but specifically jokes that comedians struggle with. They can't get them to work. Could be for any reason, Mark, such as? Oh, it's always throwing it back at me. They could be too dark, Joe. They could be too rude. Too rude. It could. It could be. Maybe it's political and they don't normally make political jokes. Yes, because then you can split a crowd, can't you, Joe? You can split a crowd. Yeah. What's been happening, Joe? This is a good intro. Bit different, Um, isn't it? What's been happening? Not a lot, really. Um, I cooked a lovely breakfast today. Oh, what did you have? Um, It was chickpeas and tomato and spinach all cooked together with uh, oh. some, and then some fried eggs on top what is that <laughs> oh you're one it's of those health. people it's that doesn't have health. proper breakfasts not always no 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 no, no. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll eat a sausage sandwich as, as quickly as the next man who's who, but why aren't you eating cereal like a normal person? Because, mate, I've got so much fucking time on my hands. It takes Joe. Since when have you? Since when, uh, since when have you been swearing on this podcast? Sorry, I just got very angry that you were I'm suggesting that I wouldn't eat bowl. cereal. I love a bit uh, of cereal. I've got a box th- of white. I've got a box of white cocoa pops in my cupboard, mate. Oh, hello. Oh, they're bad mm. for you. I wouldn't eat those, Joe. <laughs> what about if I mix them all in with some spinach? <laughs> Oh dear, what is happening to you, Joe? Anyway, it's the podcast about breakfast we can't get to work. <laughs> <laughs> I had a joke that I put up about, actually it was in one of my old shows about, I had a joke, it, it goes, I had a joke about getting snowed in. That's a joke that I couldn't get to work. Nice. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of couldn't get to work, are you missing doing stand-up? I am missing doing stand-up, Joel, actually. I'm just hoping... I'm hoping that people's predictions are wrong and we're going to do it quicker than they're saying we will. But I'm enjoying doing this, Joel. It's the next best thing. And I hope at home you're all enjoying it. And if you are, any feedback, at Jokes with Mark across all social media. Why not go along? Give us wow, a five-star review so on, on Apple Pod. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm getting good at this. I mean, we're doing it enough. Um, so, cracking. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, great episode with Nick Helm. If you haven't listened to that yet, go back 
have a listen it is excellent lots of stuff there and you can go back you can go and get the full version on patreon if you like at patreon forward slash jokes with mark um shall we crack on with this week joel let's do it well this week we've got russell hicks ka-ching cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-ching so let's let's talk about you jokes because you you don't like you do have bits but you don't you don't you you don't do a full set of bits do you no i was thinking about this i was thinking like what a nightmare guest i am for this and i almost felt bad (laughs) because i was like i bet you not only that you also don't know how to use voice recording equipment (laughs) yeah well you know excuse me i got long i was i get taken away by the moment um yeah like basically I felt like uh, there's no way he would be thinking me for this because I feel like you're one of those guys who loves the math of it. Like you love like you probably love talking to someone else about how, you know, like, oh, I changed this word and like that, that like made it work. Right. I've seen you guys. I've seen your types (laughs) in your corner, (laughs) in the corner with your notebooks and like, oh, and then I said pickle and that, oh, that changed it. (laughs) Um, and like, that's all cool. But like that, that stuff just really bores me completely. Like, not like it bores me. Like I love watching you guys that can do jokes. Do you mean the process of it? Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Like the process of it. Like I want it to work now. Like I think if I was like, if I was like a rat, like in a, in a laboratory, you know how they like. They push the button, and the button gives them a reward, and then yeah. they just keep pushing it until it kills them. <laughs> like that would be me. I would just keep pushing the feeder, and then uh, they would just—I'd be like a statistic. They'd be like, "Oh, this this rat just like killed himself in like a minute, like fucking done." Um, and you would survive. So, so if you have an idea for a bit, if it doesn't work first time that's it it's like it's not like i like consciously go oh i'll never do that again i just like i just naturally get bored of it it's like a it's it's almost like um like a feedback loop it's like yeah like if it doesn't work then i'm gonna be less inclined to try to get it to work the next time i'll just i'll just naturally be like oh well that doesn't give me any pleasure because i'm not getting anything which doesn't mean that i want like (laughs) we'll just rely on being a hack or anything um, cause you could do that, but that doesn't give you pleasure either as a comedian, does it? If you, no. if you get a laugh off something that is just like that you don't believe in, that doesn't give you the same buzz. Um, but I'm trying to get better at that. So yeah, I mean, but I just, I just mostly, I like things when they come out organically. So a lot of times I'll improvise something and then like for a couple of weeks, it'll be just in my act because it okay. because it works and it's just it's just there i don't i don't i didn't plan on saying it the first time and then i don't even mm. really plan on saying it subsequently it's just it's just there for a while so you won't like write that down to remember that that's a bit that works no i'll just be like i'll just Keep be like it okay it'll be there when i when i get there and then do you sometimes go back to bits that you did that with say two years ago if it's something in the room comes up yeah, sometimes sometimes I'll be on stage and like it's happened to me like a couple of weeks ago or like something happened in the room and I said used something that I was like, "Whoa, that is like 
from like seven years ago, a similar <laughs> a similar situation happened. But I and haven't had back. a reason to use it. And I was like, oh, they're, they're, wow, weird. What was that? I can't remember, man. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> well, let's hope that situation comes what up was in this it? podcast. Oh, I can't remember. It was something. And I just like, it looked improvised in the moment. But I was like, that's like a, like some kind of joke from like when I just, you know, was really early on. And I just thought. So like you, so, so like you pretend that you're improvised all the moment, but you've actually got. 20 years worth of jokes that just oh yeah when something happens yeah i'm a sham just go back to those yeah <laughs> i just i i wrote 20 years of jokes and then stopped and was like right and then, and then started comedy and i just said i'm gonna dine out on these for the rest of my career <laughs> um yeah so no you, you got so have you got anything like lately that you were working on or, yeah so do you do you ever actually go on stage with a bit yeah, I do sometimes. And I but it's like um I I've been it's really weird with that because I just don't really feel like it's my natural thing to do. So I I think like whenever I think about writing or doing jokes, it's like I'm trying to like add some other layer to what I do, but it just doesn't feel that natural. It's really weird. Um but I kind of like Why? recently have just been like, "Oh, I'm just going to try this." Just almost like almost like if a like, remember when that cricket player just started boxing? That's what it feels like me doing material. It's like, I'm just going to try this because, like, why not? And, uh, yeah, I think the thing is is that I sometimes when I do go to do jokes, I I, I am missing that, that skill that I maybe should have developed earlier on. But I do find, like... In what way? Like, in... <sighs> performing it or in the the writing of it no not in like performing it but like in like um yeah the writing of it yeah like like sometimes i'll try to take a massive i'll take like a a a concept that's maybe like you know a 10-year comedian can do but i would need the joke writing ability to be able to pull it off That, that i always find that really frustrating i tend to do that a lot i'll take like a i'll have a concept i'll go up on like a new material night and i'm like i know this is a good because you're trying to do an original premise. You don't want to do anything. But when yeah. you do like a really original premise, there's no there's no template really for you to figure out how to say that idea because it's never been done before. So um, sometimes I'll just be up there and it just I'll just be struggling with what I think is a good point. But there's yeah. just no – there's just no setup to it. There's no punchline. There's no – like sometimes I'll get off and I'll just I'll, – I'll be like, oh – I just realized there was no real joke in that. <laughs> I was just so. Have you got an example of that? Yeah, I went on the other night and I was like, I tried to get this bit. I was like, I'm gonna make this bit work. I did like for about like a week. I tried this bit on New Material Nights about how I said that. Okay, have you noticed how corporations are making these like woke commercials? You know these adverts. They'll make these. They'll make these adverts that are like. Uh, uh, like Pepsi did it where that, that girl was like marching in like a gay pride rally and then they just go like Pepsi, you know, like they're all woke. <laughs> and and so my joke was – my joke was corporations are soulless. They don't care about these things. If society had gone a different way, we would be seeing completely different commercials from these people. You know what I mean? Like if all of society had just gone completely 
homophobic or racist you know you'd see like you'd see starbucks would be like starbucks you know strong coffee for straight people and be like yeah and two guys high five and like (laughs) but and so like i just couldn't I, i don't know man i just couldn't get the concept across so i would just end up repeating the premise over and over again and and um and just shouting at the audience i'd be like don't you get it (laughs) so what what was the reaction dude like just nothing like just staring at me and i'd be like Like, were they uncomfortable with the topic of you creating this world i think i think a little bit like i think so a little bit they were just kind of like it was too dystopian or something or it was too cynical it was almost like they were almost like oh you're bringing the mood down and uh i mean i'm probably thinking way too much into it but like the fact that with that example you gave we we, it was like that wasn't it at one point so like does that affect it that they, they didn't do adverts like that back then yeah that was yeah maybe like i was thinking about that i mean i think i might be thinking way too no i started to try to research it because i was like okay because someone was like you need examples that's what they were saying they said you need examples of like old commercials and then i started thinking yeah they did used to do commercials like i were kind of like that i mean wasn't there that didn't you guys have a candy bar that was like only for boys or something like that yeah york i mean that's not that long ago that's like your kid yeah <laughs> i watched that i, I couldn't believe that not, advert not for, dude not, not for, for girls, girls. Yeah. what <laughs> what but which which isn't even good business so. i know like you're just you're reducing by half you just cut out half the market um <laughs> that's, that, <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah well it's the thing yeah so then i thought i could just talk about that but I don't know, sometimes like I'll uh like an idea like that, maybe I'll get it to work one night. But but it'll often be because it um it it like I, I would rift around in it and maybe the audience like noticed, oh like it it was more than just the bit. They knew that you know, I it had yeah. failed and then I was saving it or whatever, but like the setup the idea like the observation of those adverts is is a good definitely a good start off point have you, like so have you tried to sort of go, go anywhere else with it or always down down the same route well uh i mean i would like it would sometimes just go into like an older joke or something that i had about you know mcdonald's like uh making uh because I, I saw this ad once that said mcdonald's said chicken nuggets like our chicken nuggets are real are 100 percent chicken and i just thought like oh, yeah. the idea that you'd have to make that advert is like obviously they're not right and then so oh, i yeah. would sometimes fall and also yeah the, like the bread the breadcrumb the batter isn't chicken <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is <laughs> oh well that's the thing dude so i was in the store the other day it's, this is a total side trip but like i was like at tesco that's how fucking bored I am because it's like whatever. There was a apple juice that said same brand Tesco, and the one brand said never from concentrate. And then there was a, and then the same brand next to it had had a one with concentrate. Yeah, and I just um, I just pulled the guy to the side and I I made him look at both of them and I just went, well, not really, right? 
<laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. And then I just realized I have too much time on my hand. But anyway, I forget why I told you that terribly unfunny story. <laughs> but um, as, you, as you can see, without an audience, I'm fucking absolutely lost. Uh, thank God you have an editor. No, but uh, I tried to do. I did. I I, I did try to uh, get that concept um, to work. I would try, but I think also sometimes it's like it's like a weird transition. It's like I'm riffing with the audience, and then I'm just gonna hit you with some sort of like, you know, anti corporate message. <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit jarring, maybe going from one to the other. Yeah, but I see. I I have a hard time with that because like. There is that side of me where I want to say what I think, but yeah, it's tough to kind of sneak it in. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Because you know, when you talk to people about what they do for a living, you could probably, like... You could probably force that in somehow, no matter what they do. Cause yeah. Because you could say, oh, that's, a, that's an honorable job, unlike such and such. Or if they have got like a banker's job or something, you could then link that in. Yeah. I guess, more naturally. I once went, in, I went into McDonald's and I saw, I saw they had their, their urinals and it, I can't, it, said, it basically it had like a fact on it that these urinals save such and such an amount of water compared to normal urinals yeah exactly and i was like well one you don't need to you don't need to tell us that just do it yeah why are you telling it you you want that kind of pat on the back don't they yeah yeah well i i that's the thing is i just there's this broad concept that i am trying to get across on stage which i just think people either they don't get it or i haven't made it funny of like, yeah, just the hyper sort of corporatization of the world right now. And like, I tried to do that for a while about social media. And I try to point out how, you know, in my opinion, like, essentially what's happening is that individuals are becoming little corporations, which serve the bigger corporation, you know. And so if you think about it, people act like corporations, like even recently with the coronavirus thing. In the stock market, when the stocks are down, 
everybody jumps on to buy stuff, which is what you, you, you know, you're supposed to do that. But it's kind of a sick practice if you think about it. It's like you're like you see sort of pandemics and stuff as an opportunity to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt like that's what everybody did with um, social media videos and shit. It's like as soon as – it was like one day into the crisis, everyone's like, ooh, it's a good opportunity to – Get a big audience yeah. and put, and it's like you just operate. You're just a little fucking corporation, and they love it because you're essentially working for Instagram and all that. Now, what I've just said to you is like how I would work this bit out on stage. You can imagine the yeah. results disastrous. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about like a an audience of people who are out to drink and have a good time. <laughs> Not a single joke in that. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I don't, it's just horrendous. <laughs> but, but sometimes it works, right? Sometimes you, you what, what, some, what do you, when, like, will, will you ever do a bit like that? And then it will just work its, itself out and work. It'll usually become funny about, like, I'll, I'll just learn, I'll just save it in the sense that I'll just do what I just did, which I'll just point out how unfunny that was and and then i'll just i'll just riff on its failure and if that works that's a great system yeah that's kind of a cool thing yeah i have um i have often thought like that i can endlessly try out new ideas because in the end you can always just sort of tumble down the mountain funny it's like you're climbing up with this bit it doesn't go anywhere and then you just the next five minutes is just you tearing yourself down and and I think the audience kind of like that, especially if you do it on the weekends, even like at a at a real gig, they like to kind of see, oh, he's like really just sort of saying whatever, taking a chance. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They see behind the curtain a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Because I still wonder, I wonder how much to the extent they, I feel like audiences with me, they either, they'll think it's all improvised or they'll think it's all planned. And I wonder if it's yeah. the same with other comedians, you know what I mean? Where they they'll think like um like I don't I still don't know cuz there's so much information out there. I don't know how the audience sees the performance anymore. Do they still think, "Oh, they're just mm-hmm. making it all up?" or do they think you know I what I mean? I think everyone's different in what they know. I think more people know that it tends not to be made up. But like I find that cuz a lot of mine's mine's very scripted and it's very obvious that it's scripted. Um, when I do come off script and improvise and be funny, I find that's very powerful and that actually helps the gig move up another level even when I go back to the jokes because they're like, oh, oh, this guy's funny all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but I, I imagine if you're improvising and they're loving it and then you go into a bit that's clearly scripted, that that's I can see them going, oh, this is a bit weird. So yeah, cool there's a skit, there's a bit. way to make it look. I remember I talked to Ross Noble once, and he was telling me all about how he does it, and like, it, it, oh, yeah. there's just like a skill to like making it. He said he had a really hard time with like trying to switch into bits because people would just go, "Oh, you're not making it up anymore." Yeah. And so I think he's really, really figured out a way to like blend it all in and stuff. And and also he told me once that he like you were saying about that me having jokes for 20 years he was essentially saying that he said he's got so many things that he's improvised over the years that he can just pull from yeah. that it that it's kind of like it doesn't really 
there is no difference anymore, really, which mm-hmm. I think which I think is interesting. I think I think that's the problem. See, that's why I have trouble with an hour show is because like when I'm in a comedy club, like the thing that works in a comedy club and the thing that I'm gonna be impelled to do is just sort of be in the moment because that's what works in a club. Yeah. That's what works for me. And then so when you when you then try to like transition into this hour show, it's almost like I've had no experience in that in that environment. You know what I mean? But would, but would you not brand yourself as that that you do in the clubs and then you can just do the same thing? Or can you not do that for that length of time? Because mm. I've seen you do a long sets and smash it just improvise it yeah no i can do it i did it up in edinburgh like that's what i would do i would just do hours of of that but i just think i don't know i i think maybe it's uh you know it it works but like i don't know i think there's an element of like maybe just it needs a little uh well i don't know maybe it does work yeah maybe just overthink it who cares that's the thing i don't think the audience really cares they just want to have fun and see a good show yeah um, yeah. Do you think like because I think with Ross Noble when he does bits, they tend to be quite silly, don't they? Yeah. Like so, mate. And you're quite silly in your improvising, aren't you? Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, we're comedians. More kind of. No, I I improvise like really dark. No, you, yeah. So that, yeah, so I'm just trying to think of why, like, if you then went into a bit like about the corporations and stuff, but that does fit, suit you, I think. So. I don't know. I just have to figure out how to just work out. The well, that's why I like guys like who do quick little jokes. I like, I like your style. I like uh, Darren Walsh. I like that because I feel like that kind of actually suits me. If I do, if I'm because mm. I'm more quick. Like if I if I'm riffing and, and improvising with people, it's like it's it is like kind of quicker. And I think actually yeah. to have like 20 little small jokes in my pocket w- does suit. And sometimes I do. I mean, like I, I mean, some, someone, someone that does, well, someone told me that once they were like, well, you do speak in joke patter. You just don't write them beforehand. They'll be like, you'll, when you're talking to someone and you're making something up, it'll be like, like, you know, like, yeah. And you'll do a pun on something someone says, if you can think of a, a different, another meaning right. in reaction to them. Right. Yeah. I've seen you do that. So like, but uh, like, but going back to what you just said, like, uh, um, Trevor Locke is very similar in a lot of the way he does stuff as improvised, but he's got a lot of silly little jokes as well. Yeah. Trevor's always been able, he's been really good at, he'll frame it in like an overarching structure too, which I've always liked that. I've always thought he's really good at that. He's really good at coming up with like a, a framework for the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. His thing where he gets the whole audience like in a circle have you seen that show no i haven't seen that yet it's really good community circle i think he calls it but yeah that's a nice framework exactly he he improvises a lot but he also will throw in little jokes that he's already got yeah me and him have talked a lot if it comes up what's that me and him have talked a lot about that oh okay about just like our Yeah. yeah i don't know our different styles and like our aversion to jokes for some reason i don't know (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I started out. But he's another jokes. person that he's another person. He really loves little jokes as well, like other people doing them. Like he's a big fan of them. Yeah, I mean, he does. He writes. He does have a lot of little jokes. Like he will write like a lot of little jokes as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that's interesting. You talk about because we were talking about how I'm I going to do this podcast. Well, that's one way you can think about it is like the hour. Like when I tried to do an hour, I remember that's what it was all about for me. It was always about extending the time. Like I would, I could, I could improvise for like five minutes in the beginning. And then I would just I would just go on and rather than work on jokes, I would just try to push it. I would just try to push myself a little longer, a little longer every time. All right. And, um, you know, you would usually get to like a dead spot where you just didn't know what to do and you'd kind of just eat it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, definitely that probably happened like the first time I tried to do an hour. And sometimes, yeah, yeah like sometimes if it doesn't really take off – you are just kind of hanging out there for like an hour. Um, so you would you so you wouldn't go you so even like it, when you do a normal hour you you haven't got a, you wouldn't have a bit in an hour show where you'd go I would just drop into that bit. Maybe like maybe like, I'll throw in a few bits, but it's a lot. It's not like oh yeah, like I'm gonna get to this part and then the show's gonna unfold into this like narrative. No. Yeah. So so have you got any other bits that you uh, like over the years? concept wise that you've been trying to sort of get something out of um let me think uh let's see like a concept like a bit that i've been trying to get something out of um yeah i have a really hard time like lately i've been trying to um get like social media like just trying to like talk about how much i dislike it but not in a way that other people say it like oh i did like they're all using it i'm like no like i think it's like no i remember you telling me that you don't use it a while ago and i was like you've got to use it yeah so that's that so that is you that is very you right right Mm. but i don't know man i find I just don't know. It's again, it's that thing of like, I don't know how to make it funny. Like I'm trying to point because I'm also I'm almost telling all the the whole audience that they're stupid because I do this whole bit where I go. That's not okay. Stop. You know what I mean? It's like I'm like I'm trying to do this bit where I go. Everyone who uses it is like an idiot. <laughs> you know, I'm like, and, and I'm, and, and, I'm you, and you're one. Yeah, I don't know why that doesn't work. But it's like, <laughs> but essentially that's what I'm doing because if you're saying if you're if your perspective is someone who doesn't use it and you're noticing everybody, and then you yeah. go on stage to tell all those people who 99% use it and don't even see anything like really that wrong with it. It's hard to like yeah. explain to them how dumb it is because I feel like they're just so into it, you know. Like I'll, um, yeah, you really got to work out a good angle. Yeah, yeah. Like I tried to do this one thing where I was, I got this one thing to work though. I was trying to do each one of them. I was trying to say, I don't use social media, so. But what's interesting is I can tell what apps people use the most just based on how they act. That was the premise, okay. right? And so, like, the Twitter one I got to work, I would say, um, like, they're always angry. Like, I would be in the green room and comedians would come in and they would just be furious. And I could just tell. I've just been like, you've been on, like, Twitter all day. And then I said this thing where someone said to me, what do you think about people getting annoyed that oat milk isn't real milk? Like, did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. I, I have no opinion on it because it's not real. That's like that. That's what's going on on Twitter today. That's like, 
I didn't walk down the street and someone busted out of a Tesco, like throwing oat milk all over themselves, <laughs> screaming, get pulled away. Yeah, so I could kind of get that one. Ah, that's, yeah, you know, that's good, like, be like they're feeding angle. us oats, man. But then, like, did you? Yeah, then I I tried to do all three of them. I could only really get. But even then, it just it was like kind of funny. I just couldn't get it to. You know, there's that there's that like feeling when you get. It's really hard to get a a joke from me has to be like. Uh, um, I have to like it, but it has to be like, like the 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 way that I'll really use it is when it is when a joke becomes something that you'll reach for to like save you. That's when it's like a material, right? Don't you feel like yeah. that? Yeah. Then, but then you've got all these little ones that you're like, oh, I like that joke, but when you really get to the front line, you you don't. You really need you're it. like, I can't. You're not gonna defend is- me. Is it gonna fire? Yeah. Yeah, like if you're doing like uh, Friday night, like the Glee or something, and you're like, you're not gonna put that in the top three, you know? And then it's like, well, then fuck that joke, you know? What's the point of it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like so, but so I always want to hammer out an idea to to where it gets to that that level. But I don't know. What do you do? Do you actually sit and write them down? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll get an idea, and then I'll I'll then then sort of sit down and construct it, and then try it, and then work out why it doesn't doesn't work. I mean, it is boring that whole part of it. But you must I, enjoy I it. Get that. I do, I, and I really enjoy getting it right. Right. So so when it hits, and then it becomes one of your A ones, that's a great feeling. Russell Hicks! Amazing. Hashtag Awooga, Russell Hicks. Well done, Russell Hicks. Great comedian, oh. Russell Hicks. He is. Great, great vet. One of the best improvisers in the game. I'll say. You've heard it here. And and I think we you mentioned can, it in the podcast. You can put that on your poster. Russell Hicks. Can, if, if Russell Hicks can put that on his poster, one of the best improvisers in the game, Mark Simmons, 2020. Mark Simmons. Lovely stuff. Oh, I bet that's what he made his day. <laughs> Think of all the extra tickets he's going to sell now. Be, I should get a cut of that. Him. I should have a cut of that. You should get a cut of that, really. I think so. Um, so, good. Lovely. Any, any feedback at Jokes of Mark or social media, as always. And thank you for listening during lockdown. Because I know there's lots of things you could be watching on TV. So we do appreciate you sticking us in your ears. Uh, anything more from you, Joe? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Mm, nothing more from me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've lost it. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. 
Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.